2: To Tom and Bach on 937, the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
3: Welcome back, Tom and Bach. Your 11 to 2 show on the ticket every weekday. That's us. I will be gone tomorrow. Uh DP is sitting in for me tomorrow. So All right. beware. Uh, you're gonna have full born energy. I mean, it's gonna be full bore. Is it full born or full bore? I think full bore. I think bore is the proper uh, term for that. Let's talk a little Ohio State football with Doug Lamarice of cleveland.com. Hi, Doug. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
3: We're good. Uh, Ohio the college football playoff rankings came out. Ohio State is ranked fifth uh, behind Oregon, a team that beat them earlier this year. Did they get it right, you think?
2: Yeah, they did. Um, and I think the way that. Gary Barta, the chair, talked about it. They also set up Ohio State to pass Oregon if Ohio State wins out because uh, I, I've been saying from the start that there's no way – a one-loss or undefeated Big Ten champ is definitely in. The conference is too good this year. You have too many quality wins there if a team has that. So that team is definitely in. That would include Michigan State. That would include Michigan. That would include Ohio State. So Ohio State with games against Michigan State and Michigan and then whoever in the Big Ten title game, if they win all of those, would then have wins that Oregon can't match. And I think the committee would then say, well, the head-to-head does not rule the day. But right now, Oregon has bet as good a wins as anything Ohio State's done, even taking away the head-to-head. So then they absolutely have to have Oregon ahead of them. The polls have it wrong right now. But poll voters are stupid. And I used to be a poll voter. I know how dumb they are. (laughs) So the committee definitely got that right, Oregon ahead of Ohio State.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, as as we go on, like you said, um, kind of changing, you know, seeing if head-to-head will outlast the the better conference. But in any case, uh, looking at this last week against Penn State, uh, I think a closer game than a lot of people expected. Why why was that?
2: I really think Penn State is good. Like – if Sean Clifford didn't get hurt, I think it's possible, I mean I, I actually think it's probable that, that Ohio State would or Penn State would have been undefeated going into that game if they kept their starting quarterback healthy. Now, they're on the hook for not having a backup ready. They're on the hook for playing Clifford when he was injured against Illinois and having a terrible game plan and getting outcoached by Brett Beal, but they're on the hook for all of that. But the talent is the talent. And so I have a lot of respect for everybody Does for Jahan Dotson as a receiver. They did a good job targeting him in the second half. And then that defense is for real. That secondary is for real. Three really good linebackers who made a lot of plays in that game. And they did some really smart stuff on the defensive line, some late shifts before the snap that screwed up the Ohio State blocking angles. They just made it harder on Ohio State than anybody else had done. And so I've called that Penn State defense JV Georgia that if, that if wow. it's possible that Ohio State, if they keep winning, might be headed toward a matchup with that Georgia defense. You know, that was not Georgia, no. but they have a lot of dudes. So, yes, Ohio State did some stuff wrong. That was their offensive line's worst game by far. They missed more blocks in that game than they had missed in the rest of the season combined. But I, I, I really think a chunk of that is Penn State is a much more talented team than a 5-3 and three record shows.
3: Doug Maurice of Cleveland.com. You mentioned you think Ohio State is going to have to win out, and that's probably the case. What's the biggest roadblock in their way uh, going down the road? Is it Michigan State? Is it Michigan? Is it somebody from the West in the Big Ten championship game?
2: I think it's Michigan State, and I think Michigan State is for real. That Michigan State game for Ohio State is in Columbus. It's the week before the Michigan game, so Ohio State has this double dip to end the regular season against two teams that are in the top ten of the playoff right now. But I think it's much harder than the Michigan game because Michigan has a mental block with Ohio State right now. And it's, you know, they, they are a good football team this year as well. But there's something else to that Ohio State-Michigan game, and I don't think it's in Michigan's favor. I don't think it is, hey, Michigan's going to finally beat Ohio State, and that hmm. gives Michigan extra motivation. I think it adds extra Pressure to Michigan and Ohio State going on the road. Ohio State's just as good on the road as they are at home. Like that's the, the fact. Where the game is doesn't matter. So Michigan State coming in. Mel Tucker's the real deal. Mel Tucker's a former Ohio State assistant. I like how they play. Kenneth Walker the a real dude. Their receivers are pretty decent, better than Michigan's receivers. And then they have a smart, solid defense. So I, I absolutely think the, the toughest game left for Ohio State is, is Michigan State on November 20th.
1: And before we get into the Nebraska-Ohio State game specifically, I just wanted to ask you kind of your thoughts about the Scott Frost uh, hot seat and kind of, uh, you know, a look from the outside because we're in it every day. We talk about it every day. We, we have a split fan base. We have a split reaction uh, from our listeners. What's kind of the view from, from a bigger picture uh, out there in Ohio?
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to view it, right, that all the analytics and, and... Show you how close, you know, Nebraska's played all these close games against good teams. I know that, you know, on paper they should be six and three, they're three and six. Like, but is that pro the coach or anti the coach? And it's sort of like I give Nebraska credit, Scott Frost, credit for playing some good teams tight, but they've also lost some winnable games week after week. And I remember doing a story, whatever, eight years ago or something about who would be the ideal coach for every team in the Big Ten. And this is before Scott Frost was at Nebraska, and it was like it was Nebraska's perfect coach is Scott Frost, mm. and so you you get Scott Frost, and he's the exact right hire, and then like it doesn't work, mm. and so I think from the outside there's sort of like befuddlement, and I think there was some optimism of like well he'll get it turned around eventually, but not knowing the nitty gritty everyday part of it. It feels pretty the same from out here, and maybe it's at the point where it's like, it's unfortunate, but it's just not the right fit, and you have to know when to pull the plug. I don't know the everyday side of it, but I think a lot of us sort of thought that it would slip by now, and it doesn't seem like it has.
3: Doug LaMaurice of com, of course, the famous comment from Frost, when he was introduced as head coach at Nebraska, well, I think the Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us. And it's taken him a while, and he's realized, no, I have to adjust my coaching, my style of play to the Big Ten. And so some Husker fans would explain it that way. Uh, Who is the best – we've asked you this question, I think, when you were on before – best team in the West and maybe even the second-best team, because we thought it was Iowa in the West, and now it's not.
2: Yeah, we were all hoodwinked and bamboozled by Kirk <laughs> Ferentz and the Fighting Hawkeyes. Yeah. What an embarrassment of a number, former number two team in the country.
4: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Treat. I said they started six and zero. Are they going to finish six and six? And I know they'll beat Northwestern. They will actually finish six yeah. and six, but man, were we hoodwinked? Absolutely hoodwinked. Yeah. If they yep. win the turnover battle for nothing, mm-hmm. they can beat somebody. If they don't, they're dead. Is there? Can I pass? Is is yeah. is not available yeah. a correct answer? I, like I, it's hard for me. We you know Ohio State saw Minnesota firsthand in the opener, and we saw that game. You know Minnesota with Mo Ibrahim, who who was getting it done for Minnesota, and he goes out with a season-ending injury in the second half of that Ohio State game. And that they are hanging around like this. I, I liked some of the Minnesota receivers in that game. It's like Tanner Morgan's been around. I do think P.J. Fleck is more substantive than maybe I thought or some of us thought when he got there. But it's a little hard for me to think that team, that team's the best in the West. So maybe it's Wisconsin by default, but that feels like default because Grant Mertz hasn't been what any of us thought they were going to be. And then you look at the defensive rankings and in some metrics, Wisconsin's defense is ranked ahead of Georgia. It's like, well, how can that be? But there are some good defenses in the Big Ten. I guess I would say it's Wisconsin by default, yeah. but it's more like they have a bunch of twos and threes, and no best team in the yeah. West right now. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think the last time we did talk was after that Minnesota game, and at that time we're thinking, you know, just saw CJ Stroud thinking, yeah. well, you know, he's got some ways to, you know, a little bit to improve there, and he's certainly done that. What what has changed for uh, for CJ Stroud throughout the season to where he's uh, by far the best Big Ten quarterback now?
2: confidence i mean like ryan day has always always liked him sort of for the way he saw the game and so that was something when he got when he won the starting job but he was having this shoulder issue early in the year where you would watch him and after plays he'd just be cranking that shoulder working it out a little bit and then they eventually rested him in week four against akron the worst opponent on their schedule akron just fired its coach today akron's terrible So they rested him. They didn't play him at all. They gave him a full week off. And I think it was for the shoulder, but I also think it was a mental reset for him that he was a little nervous. I mean, justifiably so. He's a second-year guy who didn't play last year. And he just, I think, found some confidence. His shoulder feels better. And now with all the weapons they have offensively and a really good offensive line, he's just seeing it. He's seeing it, and he's making the throws. And for a guy, again, who was a second-year college football player, he looks very calm and poised the last month or so. But I think he just needed to get his shoulder and his head in the right place, and that week off helped him do it.
3: It's hard for a lot of Nebraska fans to be optimistic for Saturday morning. Uh, But uh, they come in, uh, Ohio State, only a 14-and-a-half-point favorite from 16, and maybe some Nebraska fans see that as something. uh, Or the fact that they've not had a bye, I don't believe – all season long, and they're coming off a physical game against Penn State. Are, is there any reason for Nebraska to feel optimistic in this game?
2: Ohio State did have its bye before the Indiana game. I'm befuddled by the line. Ohio State was also only a point, half point favorite over Rutgers earlier this year, which <laughs> I thought was the craziest line I ever saw. And then Ohio State won by 40 and could have won by 60. So... No, there isn't anything (laughs) to feel optimistic about. I've just covered Ohio State long enough that there are other teams sometimes where you can hang with the other best teams in the Big Ten, and you can play this team tight and that team tight. And even I thought Nebraska did play a great game against Oklahoma. But that was Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma can't get out of its own way, Oklahoma. And Ohio State's explosiveness against Penn State last week, they were grinding it out offensively a little bit. Then they hit a 35-yard deep ball touchdown to Chris Olave. Then Jackson Smith and Jigba breaks a tackle and runs 58 yards. Then Travion Henderson, their freshman running back, breaks it 68 yards down the sideline. The next explosive play is one snap away with this offense, and that is just hard to deal with. Nebraska's defense can, can make 10 great plays in a row and then they might they might give up a seventy five yard touchdown run. Yeah. So in that reality, I just I don't I don't know how Nebraska hangs. I just I just don't.
1: Is there a, is there a weakness for this this Ohio State team um, that maybe at least Nebraska fans can look out and say you know maybe that's where you can attack? I mean the it, the defense doesn't seem to be as good as it has been in years though it, uh, years past though it is getting better.
2: No, for sure. I mean that's I mean especially if you get the best version of Adrian Martinez on Saturday. The linebackers aren't great. The guy who's actually been playing their best at linebacker got a targeting call in the second half last week, and will miss the first half against Nebraska. That's Steel Chambers. The secondary, like, I get, they haven't really been tested yet, right? Mm-hmm. Anthony Brown from Oregon had a good game against them. The Tulsa quarterback the next week had a pretty good game, and then... You know, of all the good things Penn State did on defense, Sean Clifford is not a guy who's going to try and tear a secondary apart. So there, this is not a sure-thing defense. Their pass rush has been getting better. Tyreek Smith, one of their defensive ends, had a big game against Penn State. Had a strip sack that led to a defensive score. So the pass rush has been getting better. But that back seven is not a sure thing. Yeah. So if Martinez can sort of move around in the pocket a little bit, or avoid the rush, move the, move the pocket for him, Get them on rollouts and make some plays down the field. The middle of that defense, they play a lot of zone now, but they don't really know how to match up in the zone. There's some soft spots. There is room for a good Adrian Martinez to maneuver and get some stuff done against this defense for sure. Yeah, well,
3: uh, based on last week, might be a lot to wish for, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you put in a score prediction?
2: You know, I have not yet. I okay. just know that I would I would give the points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 14 and a half, take I the points. Give that and a half or whatever it is yeah. without much problem yeah
3: yeah i think you might be right uh but we'll see that's why they play the game doug uh, thanks for the time great stuff as always
2: it was fun guys thanks uh, for having me
3: doug Maurice of cleveland.com i a hey, look it's time to weigh, give away chickens bach oh we gotta do uh, it we've got salsa and we'll have chicken well the chicken's not gonna be in the studio so we'll just continue to eat the chips with the great salsa by the way people are asking about it moose is mad fresh it's made in lincoln i'm eating the hot stuff and it's good uh, the small batch uh, salsa hot is what it says. Yeah, delicious. It's delicious. And the chips are good, uh, but we don't have chicken, but we can give them away. We can give chicken away from Buffalo Wings and Rings. Uh, all you have to do is call 464 We're going to play Wingman. It's Thursday. So it's Husker Highlight Thursday is what it is. We play the highlight. We bleep the names. You guess what the names are, and then you win chickens. There you go. Uh, let's go to break and do that next
2: download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are this is Tom and Buck. for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus